theorizing that Quantum Leap would hold up after 30 years, two friends set out to watch every episode and vanished. Oh boy. Sam has to work the case of his life. He gets no help from his awful wife. What's he a captain of? Oh boy! Featuring Kristen and Lee. Yeah! Hello! And welcome to this Hi. week's episode of... Oh, oh boy, boy, it's, it's Kristen, Kristen and Leet. How dare you interrupt my... Leet asked me to introduce the podcast and immediately interrupted it. Well, when you start with hello, I think it's only rude to respond. I wasn't talking to you. Oh. I was talking to the listener. Oh. Anyway, hi, Leet. Hi. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. We saw each other yesterday. Yeah. Yep. And we recorded a podcast about... Nothing. And yet everything. And yet everything. And isn't that really what this show is? About a podcast nothing about everything. nothing and yet everything. But mostly Quantum Leap. Um so yeah, last week we didn't watch uh the episode Jimmy because we thought it would be a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh I think we stand by that decision. Yeah. And then this week's episode is also kind of a bummer. Yeah, but it was uh I don't know. I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting. It was dramatic. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't um. Uh, like I it 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 did not feel as long as the episodes normally feel because I was, no, I was yeah. pretty riveted. Um, not that like most ep- uh, you know what I mean. Like most episodes, I'm just a bit more aware of the the length. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, so uh, we are watching uh, episode eight? season season two episode Nine. eight. No. Eight. Nine. Nine. This is nine. I think Jimmy was eight. You're right. Season two, episode nine, titled, So Help Me. Actually, I think it's called So Help Me God. Was it? Yeah. Maybe they just didn't want to put the word God in the file. Oh, yeah, maybe. I'm I'm pretty sure when I looked it up online, it was, uh, not, I almost said thou shalt not. But it was so help me God. Thou shalt not God. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. So, so help me God. Uh, so it starts with Sam has leapt. Uh, he He's in a courtroom. He's just a simple country lawyer. Well, we don't even know that yet. Well, I mean, we kind of do. He's at the table and he's standing next to the person who's accused. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's dressed like he's from A simple country lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Suspenders and everything. Yes. Um, and yeah, so he's standing next to a woman and they say, like, they're all just waiting for him to say something. The judge is like, what are you waiting for? Or something. Yeah. And, uh, or something about, like, I can appreciate a dramatic pause, but come on. We're waiting for your answer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he looks at the woman next to him and just says, not guilty. No. He no. says, could you repeat the question? Oh, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. causes a chuckle in the courtroom. And then says, okay, I suppose I'll repeat the question. Do, do you plead guilty or not guilty? And then he looks at her. Kind of arbitrarily decides not guilty. I mean, I guess he has to say something He in has this to moment. say something. Um, 
Um, that thing could have been like, I'd like to confer with my client again or something like that. Or just be like, I'm so sorry. I must have like, I'm having a stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Just make up some excuse and be like, I need to take a recess like right now. Yeah. Because this is a woman's life. I have the squirts real bad. I gotta go. Is that what it's called? (laughs) It's called many things. Okay. I'm like, did I say something else I didn't mean to say? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that reminded me of something else. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. I'm confused. Guys, I'm intermittent fasting. So I don't eat for half of the day, and now I'm all confused. Anyway. <laughs> Um, no, never mind. Um, forget I, about that. To some extent, I, I can understand why uh, Sam would say not guilty in that he knows what Quantum Leap is about. And he's like, yeah, he yeah, needs yeah, to yeah. put right what once went wrong. And so it's, it's an it's, educated guess. It's much more likely that he's there to get somebody off on a murder charge rather than be the defense attorney to a guilty person. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> anyway, um, he also like later on, he says he just looked into her eyes and saw the truth that she was not guilty. Yeah, which I mean, I don't, I don't really buy, but that's fine. Yeah, and Al does say like maybe that's why you're the one doing this job because you can just look into people's eyes and <laughs> Sam Beckett, if- human uh, lie detector. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like I don't know about that. I mean, there's also a funny there have moment. Been enough instances where he's been wrong about people. I think absolutely to disprove that, but that's fine. Um, there's another funny moment. Uh, in this exchange, or not, not, but notable, where I think the judge says, you know, you've been found, uh, you're you're on trial for murder. How do you plead? And Sam goes like, murder. Oh yeah. And he looks <laughs> incredulous at her again. This is somebody that he's literally been standing next to for three seconds, and he's like, she wouldn't do that. Well, I mean, it was hilarious because yeah, he looks at her with this look of shock in his eyes and goes like, murder, like. As if to say, like, oh, my God, did you kill someone? I'm like, that's not what you need to be doing to if, if you're a defense attorney. You don't need to incredulously. Jesus Christ, that's oh my. terrible. Who, who put me next to this murderer? Like, <laughs> Somebody ah. say she's going to murder again. I feel uncomfortable being this close to a murderer. Like, come on, Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I wrote in capital letters. Sam, maybe don't look confusedly at your client and say murder. If nothing else, just to like <laughs> for her to have some faith in you as a as a lawyer. Yeah, that's exactly why we're here right now. Did you forget? <laughs> How could you forget? I have not forgotten. Um, um, so that's our our um, yeah was... bump into into the opening credits. Uh, the prosecutor comes up and says, "I'm gonna make sure that she sees the electric chair." Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I guess it bears mentioning that, yeah, we're in the Deep South in what year? Uh, it's the 50s, for sure. In the 50s. Um, it's Louisiana. It's Louisiana. He's a white lawyer, and his client is a black woman. Mm-hmm. So, we, yeah, that's obviously going to play a huge role in this time and place. Um um, content warning for some for a lot of a lot of racism, a lot of, a racism lot of use things. of the N word, and various other racial slurs. Yeah, tons of racial slurs in this episode. Um, yeah, um, we cut back from commercial. We're in the judge's office and they're debating. Uh, apparently, um, 
they had all agreed that she was going to plead guilty to second degree murder. Uh, and she'd, they had a signed confession from her. And the judge was saying, this is supposed to be so easy. Why did you have to go ahead and uh, plead not guilty? Yeah. And Sam does not have a real good answer. Like, they literally made a deal. Yeah, like... She was going to get 20 years in prison, which is a damn sight better than the death penalty, many would argue. Yeah, it's a precarious situation. Yeah, Sam sure. fucked this one up real bad. Well, I mean... But also, that's know. what he's there to do, yeah, I guess. He's here to fuck shit up. I said, well, we, we start uh, with a, a shot of our mirror gag, and I say that um, <laughs> he looks kind of like a Dan Aykroyd. He looks like... Dan Ack, a blonde Dan Aykroyd in Ghostbusters. Yep. Kind of that look. Dabbing his sweaty forehead with a hanky. Oh, hand yeah. Heat. Oh, man. This whole episode is so sticky. Yeah, it's very hot. Everybody's sweating and dabbing themselves. And not dabbing in the cool way like the kids are doing, but like dabbing with handkerchiefs. It was very uh, 12 Angry Men. Yeah. They're all just like. These summer colds are the worst. And, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the no, pan, it's, the it's only not working. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely like you said. It's like to kill a mockingbird, mm-hmm. and it's also like Twelve Angry Men. Basically, any old text about a courtroom where no, no, no. And also, it's like Perry Mason. They they reference Perry Mason yeah. a number of times in this episode. And spoiler alert: by the end of the episode, we will know the identity of the true murderer. And I can't wait to share it with you. Um, let's, uh, so, uh, <laughs> did we ever, I didn't even get Sam's name in this one. It was... Uh, Leonard. Leonard something. Leonard Skinner. Uh, yeah, sure. The prosecutor is Bo. Uh, Sam is defending Lila. We also have a Shuggy and a Sadie and a Cat and Carter and a Houston Carter, who's the murder victim. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's, those are that, character that's names. That's our character. Character list. Um, our dramatis personae. Of mm, this, very good. This episode, probably. Um, yeah. So uh, they leave the court. He's in the car with Captain. Yeah. Uh, after after the uh, after they kind of recess for the day, Captain Carter, who is the father of the murder victim, offers Leonard a ride home, mm-hmm. which. He willingly accepts because he doesn't know where he lives. Yeah, Sam goes like, I don't know. But then again, <laughs> I don't know where I live. There's also the possibility you get in a car with someone who says, here, I'll drive you home. Um, that they'll be like, where are we going? Yeah. What? Where, where, where do you live? Yeah. So. <laughs> and that's even more embarrassing than just like trying to find it on your find own. Find your way home, wandering the streets. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, but nope. Captain Cotter knows exactly where he lives, and Shuggy loves that. Um, I guess I guess we should talk about the conversation in the car. Captain Cotter, Carter. Um, wasn't it? Ca- oh, that it's, was just their accents. The accent, yeah. They'll go Captain Cotter. Cotter. Carter. Fine. I just in my mind it was spelled C O T T E R. Um, that's fine. It's fine. I'm not embarrassed. Um, Welcome back, Cotter. <laughs> that's not mm. a joke. That was a TV show back in the day. Oh. It was where John Travolta got his uh, start. Oh, well. <laughs> Thanks for that. No. <laughs> I don't mind. He, John they, Travolta had a good there run. Are, there are worse people. Yeah, he drops him off. We, um, we, one, one funny moment from that car ride is um, um, at one point... Captain Carter uses like the, the the n-word, the really the really bad n-word, and then Sam is like, "Don't use that word. Here are some other words you could use instead." And two of them are also racial slurs. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he lists the words that Captain Carter should use. A lot of them are still pretty bad. Um, But he also says, like, just don't use that word, which um, I guess maybe they learned from the color of truth, because I'm pretty sure in that episode, didn't he say, don't use... Yeah, he yeah, exactly. And then says the N-word, like... Uh, he doesn't do that this episode, which no. is good. He, he manages to stop himself moments before. <laughs> yeah. So he gets out of the car and Shuggy, who, oh my goodness. Oh my God, Shuggy. Shuggy. First of all, I'm like, is her, is her fucking name Shuggy? And it, it, as it in, appears like, to sugar. be. <laughs> like, that's super dumb. Uh, and she comes out looking like a racist little cream puff, like <laughs> twirling a parasol, blonde hair, like, like little pastel colored dress just comes out like oh my goodness was that captain Gata? i'm like i can't stand this lady i just can't stand her and she's so happy that the famous captain carter dropped off her husband in front of in front of her house let alone the fact that like captain carter a seems to be a very very menacing figure and b like is in a way you're kind of like you're defending the person who's accused of murdering Captain Carter's son. This like this like I would be like, is everything okay? Did he threaten you? Do we need to leave town? Yeah. Not like oh my goodness. Well, also, shouldn't there be some? Do you do you? I mean, I guess he's like he's a big pillar of the society. We're we're told. Yeah. Um, but like, isn't there some kind of rule for like? That, that he shouldn't be talking to him? I mean, I'm sure that there is, but also this is, like, small town. Oh, they're like, not they're following like, they're any not following. of the rules. Like, all of the, all of the fucking, um, like, the lawyers and the judge are all referring to each other by their first names. And, like, when, when Sam goes to see the cops to get, like, a copy of the arrest report, the cop is just like, No, nah, I don't think I'm going to give that to you. It's like, this is not, like, proper... Um, um, uh, jurisprudence going on yeah, in this trial. For sure. He is married to a huge racist too, which later on we figure out that Leonard is a racist too. Cause like at one point she's like, You've he, he says, too. don't call her that. And he, and she says like, yeah, you, you always call people like you always call her that. Well, she says, it's not, I'm not saying anything you haven't said before. Yeah, exactly. So interesting dilemma i guess that like for the first time i suppose we see that sam has leapt into someone who is at odds with his his own personality yeah 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 yeah. at least to such an extent i mean there may be maybe that time he quickly leapt into the the mob boss or Mm -hmm. something but like yeah um but also like in this conversation like she's so uh uh pleased that he's making friends with captain carter that she says I'm gonna make you a pecan pie. And then Kristen immediately goes, is that a euphemism for something? To which Shuggy replies, and tonight we can play Rhett Butler. It's like, oh God, no, that's the, that's not even a euphemism. That's, that's the sex talk. The pecan pie, very literal. Sex comes after. Who's Rhett Butler? He's from um, Gone with the Wind. He's uh, oh, Clark yeah, yeah, Gable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. But also, like, ugh, so gross. Ugh, she's just, yeah, yeah. The whole thing, whole thing's kind of weird. Al shows up in uh, an outfit that um, I called a cross between uh, Dick Tracy and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air because yeah. it was, like, 
kind of his usual um, zoot suit but with structure, a jean jacket? but with a big puffy jean jacket, and the colors are like very early '90s, like bright yellow or orange, red, blues, like very yeah. colorful. So this is um, where I have my note that Sam is not even attempting a Southern accent on this one. No, like they were just like. You know that at a table read, at a table read, Bakula attempted, and they were like, you know what, we're just gonna let this one slide. Well, yeah, and yeah, I brought it up at this point because that's where my note about it is too. Mm-hmm. Like nobody is like, is like Leonard, what's happened to your accent? You know, why are you talking like a northerner? <laughs> but like, I can imagine Al being like, no, no, they just hear Leonard's normal voice. You know, like. Yeah. I could see them sciencing it away. Yeah. Which drives yeah, no, me no, crazy. They, uh, they, they, they see him. They hear his accent. You don't do it. Stop. Stop doing the accent. Well, because clearly they don't hear his... No. They're not like, you have a different voice, which yeah. would make sense because physiologically he is Leonard. Yep. But like, I don't know. No, I agree with you. Accents aren't physiological. Um, then we get uh, the first uh, interview between Sam and Lila, the accused murderer, um, where he's trying to get her to basically denounce her confession or to to like read her confession and say, like, no, this isn't what happened. Yeah. Which he says the line, innocent people don't sign confessions. And I'm like, 100% they do. They like, do all the so, time. So, so yeah. often. And like... Surely that was known in 1989. Like, that's not new information. Yeah. There's a very horrible history of that happening, yeah. I've got a note later on, but it applies to this one, that, like, Sam just fully doesn't understand people who don't trust the system. Like, he's like, well, why would you... but, But the police are your friends. Why would you ever not want to tell them the truth it's like fuck sam it's 1957 like what do you think yeah and and like all the guards all the police officers we see are terrible they're like, the worst they are overtly painted as people who are not interested in serving justice only in want court. to see her they do not like her they're just frustrated that it's taking so long because of leonard so like and and yet sam's like why don't you trust them meanwhile they're all like <laughs> like you know, thumping their batons against their hands, but practically. Yeah. They don't and, have batons in this time and place, but I'm just saying. And the you entire I mean? time, she's like, like, every single scene is her just like smoking and looking at the window and being like, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> Nothing yeah. I can do. And Sam just gets so frustrated with her not wanting to mount a defense. And she's like fully being like, no, I did it. I, I did it. I, I killed him. I did it. And Sam's just like, why are you being like this? I know you didn't. And I'm like, do you though? Like, you, you just keeps, showed up. She it, keeps saying that she did. Yeah. Everybody around you is saying that she did. She's saying that she did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not even one person being like, psst, it's all wrong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, maybe like, except for his own instinct. Maybe you're here, Sam, just to like argue them down from like 20 years to 15 years. Maybe that's why you're here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that's not the case, but yeah, I mean, it's just yeah. funny that he assumes. Spoiler alert, she didn't actually do the murder, but like <laughs> but Sam has no reason to believe that and also is like so baffled why this like poor young um a black woman with like the saddest history, yeah, is unwilling to trust the system. Well, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get more into what exactly happened. Um 
but the, in the courtroom, he does something. I don't remember what it was, but he like remembers his Perry Mason or whatever, mm-hmm. and like I don't know, does something really cool. Like says like, no, no, she can't do this unless this or something. And the judge is like, oh, that's actually true. Like he <laughs> just basically remembers how to be a good lawyer from television. Mm-hmm. Um, Leet, do you think you could do as well in a situation if you were leapt into a lawyer? Do you think you could hold your own for a little bit? What do you think? I'm no. just curious. <laughs> no. My understanding is that the actual law is so very unlike TV, TV law. law. So this is the problem, is that Sam learned law from watching TV, but he's also in a TV show, so the law works the same way. But if oh. I leapt into a real-life lawyer, I would be fucked. Do you, ever, do you ever see the movie All of Me with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin? No, but I think you've referenced it before on the show. Oh my show. god, I probably have. Well, because it's about leaping into... That's what it is, because um, Lily Ooh. Tomlin's character that's dies. That's right, because it reminded me of The Man with Two Brains, another Steve Martin movie. Yeah, so like she controls half of his body, um, but he's a lawyer. So there's a scene where he, because he's been up all night working on a case, falls asleep in court and Lily Tomlin has to take over his whole body and she has to like do the lawyering. But do we see that as Lily Tomlin or is it just Steve Martin see doing? It, you only see it as Steve Martin. You okay. only see her when he looks in the mirror. But then, Kind of Quantum Leap style, except that everyone else sees... Is he doing his Lily Tomlin impression? Yes. Oh, that sounds dope. He's doing an impression of Lily Tomlin. Lily Tomlin's character doing an impression of his character. Oh, that's so good. It's hilarious. And what does she say? Something like, what do you know, judge? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just wagging his finger at the judge. It's really excellent. <laughs> um, we, we uh, next... Or uh, Sam goes to the Carter residence to interview Myrtle. Oh my goodness! And oh, no, I think I think in in between there we had the police station where just the cop is holding himself up against the electric fan and his shirt is so sweaty. And yeah. Sam, <laughs> yeah, he's got his arms up and he's like doing a slow pirouette <laughs> in front of a fan while Sam stands downwind of it. I'm like, that's got to be pretty oh, horrible. He's like he's just getting like slapped in the stains. face. Her so large and in charge. Um, <laughs> and this is when Sam requests like the autopsy and the police report and all of that. And the cop is just like, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to give that to you. He's just basically like, no one understands why you're just making trouble. Like, Why don't you just give why, up? <laughs> why are you trying to defend your defendants? Why are you trying to do your job now? <laughs> and then he has to get on the phone with his boss to be like, I don't want to give this guy the records, but he's asking for them. <laughs> Which again, like, why the hell didn't, um, wait, what's this guy's name? Leonard. Why didn't Leonard get all this stuff, like, five days earlier? He's such a bad lawyer. Ugh. Well, because he didn't plan on doing any of the work, That's right? That's true. That it's is true. like how, um, yeah. he didn't plan on doing any of the work, That's is true. the point. Um, because, yeah, we've learned that Leonard, too, is a racist. Like, he's leapt into a racist lawyer. So, yeah. of course, he's just like, yeah, whatever, we'll just do the bare minimum and Was put he a her public defender? I guess. Yeah, I was, I, well, because I was like, he must why, have just would been he, why would he have taken that case in the first place? But he must be a public defender. Can you see that? Do I have a twitch? No. Look. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah, a little bit of a, a little bit of a pull. Yeah. Well, enjoy that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, then uh, Sam grabs the phone from this guy and threatens to 
He's like, I will subpoena. I will go to the district. Of, I don't yeah. know. Like he basically pulls out some big lawyer words yeah. and like, like I will sue your district. I will blah blah blah. I don't know. And I'm like, damn. But also, if the cops, damn Sam, if the cops were any any uh, smarter, they would probably be like, that was not at all how this works. You're making it up. Yeah, I'm just gonna do this because it's annoying me. I've got um, a twitch in my brow, listeners. Can you hear it? That's not it. That's Leet making gross mouth sounds. Um. Anyway, then he goes to yeah the house where Houston lived and his mother Sadie Carter and Captain Carter live. And Myrtle. And Myrtle. But um, as he comes up to the house, he says something like, you know. Oh, you know, like, I've got to figure out what happened. Houston gets his head blown off. He says something that's, like, extremely gory for Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. And I was very, I was surprised this whole episode with the level of, um, like, dis- the, 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 the goriness of the descriptive violence, you know? Yeah, but also, described like, Described violence. Descripted, yeah. Um, descripted. But also, like, with the blatancy of the fucking racism. I can't imagine. It's so weird to me that they... I mean, right before Color of Truth... I remember you were like, oh, there's no way they would ever say the N-word on TV. And I was like, oh, they absolutely did. And several times in this episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's surprising. It's bizarre. to Like, it's not that. I mean, it's 30 years. So that is a long time. But. I mean, I, I guess I'm trying to think if we've seen that recently on TV. Maybe not like this kind of tv like on hbo, HBO for yeah sure. but not yeah. on like network you know one hour yeah adventure programming yeah exactly like to me this is like star trek next generation or yeah, something or which xena or something you would never see anything that uh i mean with with the use of those words or even just that dark i guess yeah um, um anyway so as he's approaching the house we get our first glimpse of sadie who is carter's no, uh, sorry, Houston Carter's mother. And she's a treat. She's such a delight. She's just sort of like dreamily fanning herself on her balcony, like, and and just, just musing about the, 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 like, my begonias. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she starts uh, with, uh, she goes, uh, Oh, Leonard Skinner, I haven't <laughs> seen you since, uh, since you and Houston was in high school together. How you been, son? And it's like, just like, so. Which, you know what, was kind of structured well in retrospect, because she's, I, I noted that in that scene, she says, like, I haven't seen you since you and Houston fought in high school. Like, they had a fight about something. Mm-hmm. And then she says, like, I never agreed with what he did. Or, like, she said something like, I couldn't get behind what he, the way he treated you or something. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember that. Well, see, it stuck out to me for a moment because he, because then Sam says very politely, like, well, thank you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Like, not knowing what it was about. But later in the court, she does testify against Houston. Yeah. Like, she's, so it's interesting that we get a nugget dropped about she is not like Captain Carter, I think, where she's just willing to do anything because it's like, that's my baby. He mm-hmm. can't do anything wrong. She's like, no, no, he, Yeah. you know, we get told right away that 
he absolutely can do wrong, and she but we've acknowledged also, this. Like we've also it was um, an interesting foreshadowing, is my yeah. Point. We've also had various uh, hints dropped that uh, Houston Carter was just like a fucking shit. Like, they, they, like earlier on, we uh, we somebody or other drops the information that Houston took uh, Lila to bed when she was just fourteen. And then kind of we have... We find that out in this, when he talks to Myrtle right I have after that this. Note, I have I that note, f- several notes before this. So oh, I think okay. somebody dropped that. And then and then Myrtle is when we start getting hints of like, no, he raped her repeatedly for many years. Like it's like we're getting like increasing understanding that he was like just like a fucking abusive rapist um, um, dude. For sure. But I, I guess what I'm saying is often in these situations and as we do with Captain Carter, you see people who have the more like boys will be boys attitude or like, mm-hmm. I don't care what he did. He was my son. Yeah. You know, and we learn that Sadie Carter is not like that. Yeah, she she knows when he does wrong yeah. and doesn't stand by him. Yeah. In this case, it's just about a little fight from high school. But yeah. I don't know. I thought that was a good piece of writing from yeah. Deborah Pratt. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, um, yeah, foreshadowing, I suppose. Just yeah. in, like a smaller version of the big reveal later. Well, and like, cause there's just a part of me that, like, you know, you see this uh, woman, this you know, Southern Belle lady. She's kind of old fashioned, fanning herself on the balcony, talking about the azaleas or whatever, and like, um, you assume she's gonna be one particular way. Yeah. And my assumption was wrong. Yeah. So that's all. But she is. We get um, the beautiful um um closing of this scene is like she she says oh don't step on the azaleas like you did in high school oh they're not doing so well because of the heat it's such a hot summer and sam says oh i'm sure they'll come back as soon as the weather turns and she says i get the feeling that they're never coming back and then does that glassy-eyed stare into the middle distance and the shot just lasts a little too long on her big old face (laughs) oh oh i get it she's like not all there like yeah yeah she's she's a little bit she's well in such a state of grief that she's yeah and also sam kind of clocks it it a little bit and is like okay we'll just leave that be for now i guess that's sadie (laughs) and she yeah he's there to um interview myrtle who is another servant in this household an older black lady yeah so he meets with myrtle Mm -hmm. who like you said uh says that yeah like reasserts that um, Houston started having sex with, well, raping yeah. um, uh, Delilah when she was 14. Mm-hmm. And and she says something like, it's funny how, you know, wrong things can seem right after a while or something. Yeah, I think right. hinting at how maybe Delilah, like, f- kind of fell in love with him or didn't know yeah. right or wrong, which is an interesting thing to think about in it that like yeah she was 14 and she was taken in by this family and taken care of and this guy did this terrible thing to her but she didn't know yeah what to do with that and also like it's said like several characters say this throughout that houston was in love with her and wanted to marry her and stuff like that couldn't because of the society but he was legitimately in love with her doesn't excuse the fact that he raped her doesn't excuse the fact that she was 14 yeah, the, the, the assertion is basically that um, the reason he was so violent with her was because he couldn't be with her. And as, as I think you said, um, just um, when you can't 
be with the person you love, that love can turn to hate. And that's why he was so abusive. Yeah, well, that's what Sadie says about Houston, right? Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, she says that he loved her, but then he knew he couldn't be with her and started to hate her. And we hear from Myrtle kind of the opposite, which is like Lila or... Lila's short for Delilah, right? I'm not sure. I couldn't tell. I think I've heard them say... I couldn't tell if they meant Delilah as kind of like a Scarlet Woman kind of thing. Right. Or, but her, her, yeah, I think mostly they refer to her as Lila. Could have been short for Delilah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah, Myrtle says, I think the inverted version of that, which is like, she maybe started it, like, this is tough, but that he raped her and she maybe hated him at first, but then I don't know if it was grew to love him because I don't think she did, but at least grew to. I don't know. We get the impression that she didn't necessarily hate him, maybe because she didn't know to hate him. Yeah. You know? Because, yeah, she was 14. Like, yeah. it's very complicated and terrible. Yeah. And it's even even Lila... Sorry, you're saying that Lila said this? No, Myrtle said the... I think the opposite of what Sadie yeah. said about Houston, that Delilah maybe hated him at first and then kind of loved him maybe because then later in one of the subsequent uh interviews with lila herself she says oh yeah that first time it was rape but after that exactly yeah after that it was consensual which of course it couldn't have been because she was still 14 at the time but but yes absolutely it couldn't have been consensual after at any point um until she was 18 but you know what i mean so anyway um (laughs) what myrtle gives us uh the information myrtle gives us is that um she wasn't waiting there and just shot him. So um, what the assertion of the prosecution in this case was that she was just waiting for uh, Houston and shot him as soon as he walked in. And that was what she confessed to in her confession. But then Myrtle t- gives us the information that, no, there was a big fight. He came home, started hitting her. There was some yelling and screaming and breaking of stuff. And then the shot came out. She heard the whole thing. So Myrtle says that, yeah, she heard the gunshot, she heard Lila scream, and she came in and he was on the imported carpet, um, and he had no face. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which, again, was very... More graphic than I was More expecting. graphic than Quantum Leap, I think, has been before, where I'm like, jeez, man. Yeah. Oh. The other thing, uh, Myrtle uh, says that she doesn't want to um, testify and... Again, kind of underlines the fact I can't swear on a Bible. Yeah, we hear that a lot yeah, from she, her and from Lila. Yeah, Lila says the same thing. It turns out, do you think Myrtle knew what actually happened too? Was she protecting? She must have known something because Sam confers with her yeah. before he figures out what yeah. happened. So I imagine she walks in and saw the actual murderer standing over the body. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Because that's why she also wouldn't want to swear on a Bible because she knows that like, she's not going to... They don't want to incriminate the actual murderer, I think. Yeah. But they... Yeah, so they both she and Lila don't want to lie under oath. Yeah. Because, you know, we do also know that they're devout Christians. Mm-hmm. So um, that's an interesting tidbit and, and something that Sam has trouble reconciling with. The, the fact that he's like, I know she's innocent. Uh, Myrtle knows she's innocent. Lila knows she's innocent. Why won't any of them swear on the Bible? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's also like pretty fucked up that again, like Lila was willing to face twenty years in prison in order to protect this person, 
And then Sam just like by sheer fuck up is like, oh no, you're going to die for that. And she's still kind of like, okay, I will. And that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. I didn't really think about that. That it's like Lila was making a choice yep. to protect the person who did it and was willing to take however many, 20 years in prison 20 years. for it, which for murder, for that they, they agreed to lower it to second degree. Yep. Um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't argue in favor of someone going to jail for another person. That's not. Of course. Like, of course. That's f- so far from justice, but. Yeah. No, and I guess that's the point as, as a lawyer. You, or, but I, I guess what you're saying is that he almost had her killed instead. Yeah, which, which is, is very true. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, we're back in the courtroom, but not the final time, right? No. Okay. Yeah. What happened in this one? This is the one where um, I don't. Again, I don't. Following the kind of minutia there's not too much to this law case so they keep going back to the courtroom and nothing happens this is the one where um sam needs to go confer with al and so al says oh ask the judge if you can go to his chambers alone for a few minutes yeah and uh sam asks that and the judge goes like why on earth would i let you go to my chambers alone for a few minutes that is sketchy as hell yeah and al says tell him that your fly is down yeah, yeah, and he does. And, and you need three minutes to fix it. And the, the prosecutor is like, come on now. And the judge is like, well, you can't expect a man to deliver his whatever with his fly down. Like, it absolutely worked. So, yeah. so um, then, and then Sam has goes, to leave with his hands in front of his crotch, <laughs> like, leave the courtroom yeah, like, like a, a little small boy. boy. <laughs> also, uh, I want to clock Al's outfit in this one. Okay. Where he's wearing red and black. Um, this is what I'm going to call red the blood of angry men. <laughs> <laughs> red the blood of 12 angry men. Black. The dark of ages the Gloria. The dark of ages Gloria. <laughs> Which is not something we said on mic before. So that's meaningless. Yeah, we have this thing where uh, after what price Gloria. Um, this episode we also want to call so help me Gloria. Uh, just take take. We have a little game where you take the title of any Quantum Leap episode and just make sure Gloria is the last word. And it's it's fun. Yeah. Like the first episode, season one, episode one, was Gloriousis. <laughs> it was Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, that one doesn't. Genesis Gloria. That one doesn't work. Nothing. Well, thanks a lot for ruining the joke, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, yeah, so he, he goes, he excuses himself to fix his fly, but what actually ends up happening is he talks to Al for a little bit. Al yeah. takes his time, which is obnoxious. It's so, like, he it's says... like, you have three minutes. They have three minutes, and then they mainly just talk about, I can't do this, Al. And he's like, sure you can. And he's like, I don't know, I'm not a lawyer. He's like, sure you can do it. And it's like, you've got literally three minutes. Yeah, tell me what exactly I need to go yeah. in there and do Z- as fast Ziggy as possible. Ziggy needs to know what I need to say in this moment. Yeah. Oh, Ziggy's been all broken this episode, too. Yeah. So, like, Al keeps hitting it, and it's like, meh, meh. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Um, yeah. Um, so, uh, what happens in the rest of the courtroom? Oh, this is Something the one where big happens. They decide that they need to, uh, um, like, just, like, be really aggressive with the defense. We're gonna, and Sam's like, I'm gonna lawyer harder than anyone's ever lawyered before. And then he goes up, and he tries to, um, 
tries to get a change of jury because he he uh, looks at the jury and says the jury are all white people. If she's going to have a jury of her peers, we need to get some black people there. And the judge says, well, they can't. He's like, good point. Good point. That he actually the 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 uh, prosecutor whose name is Bo um, says. Like, no, that's that's not the law. And the judge is like, no, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, that's a good that's point. That's a very good point. However. But the problem is that the, uh, in order to be uh, to serve on a jury, you have to um, be a registered voter. And there are no black registered voter in the entire parish. Which is kind of interesting that he knew that fact offhand. Off the top of his head. But it's also, like... It's like, just so <laughs> evident that this town has a huge problem with inequality yeah and it's like that is such a huge problem that sam should be like hey y'all we should address that yeah that's gonna be you know court case number two after like or immediately if, after this if nothing else then like that's when you petition for a change of venue because like you cannot get a fair trial in this yeah. racist racist place but instead sam's like oh well in that case i suppose we will reluctantly go on with the trial it's like sam i thought you were going to like try and is this the one too where he asks to see the confession yes uh no he asks uh yeah uh so the um the prosecutor is about to read the confession into the record and sam uh says before you do that can we look at it yeah he actually he cuz um lila refuses to take the stand in order to uh say that the confession isn't yes. real. So he just says, oh, can we look at it? Yeah, to at least see if it's real. And that's when we learn that Lila can't read. Yeah, which I thought for sure was going to be a clue. I thought later it was going to be like, oh. She couldn't have done this. Because she couldn't read the thing. And it t- not the case. Well, and I thought maybe that could be it with the confession. But then I'm like, it would have been dictated anyway, probably. Of course, yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's so that's just something we learn at that point. And she can't verify it so they just accept it as record yep um we also get uh information in this one that uh houston was shot in the back of the head uh, which um would kind of go against what we know self-defense yeah it doesn't it it would go against a the self-defense angle but also uh, against the he walked into the room and she shot him immediately yes which they also don't underline that they don't they don't it just happens we happen to see i think the coroner giving his testimony and that is the case, but nobody, Sam nor Al nor anybody else is like, oh, that is actually useful information. Nobody else. Yeah. It, it ends up comporting with the final version of events that we hear, but nobody is actually like, hey, wait a minute. Well, because the whole courtroom wants her to be guilty. And Sam is a very bad lawyer. Yes. Yeah. Um. After this court scene, there's like the town picnic or something. <sighs> yeah, so they go to this field where a bunch of white people are in their Sunday best sitting on the ground with picnic blankets, eating sandwiches and chicken and shit. And it's like, what is this? Why are we all out for lunch on a field? This is nuts to me. It's so weird. That Apparently I think... it's a work day because they have court hours. Yeah. I, so it's not like, like Sunday. My assumption was it was just all the people who were there watching the trial and then they went across the street and had picnics. Time for lunch! And they all get so excited and his wife is there with her fucking parasol and she's like, oh, what a delightful day! Like, just... Yeah, but she was, she, she was like, oh, I, I made you my honey-coated chicken and special potato salad. And I was like, god damn, that sounds like the most delicious thing in the world. 
Yeah, and like it's a vegetarian. I'm a vegetarian, so but I something. still love meat. But I love Shuggy's chicken. I fucking love fried chicken. <laughs> I love, yeah. Do you have a good vegetarian alternative that you enjoy? No, I don't really like any of the vegetarian meat substitutes, like your chick apostrophe mm, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I kind of things that. Well, the Beyond Meat Burger is pretty good, but other than that, mm. um, pretty yeah, much there's that. like. I like, I keep saying, like, I like meat. I, I mean, I, I miss meat a lot, but mm. the things that are supposed to replace them don't actually taste the same. No, no, no. I, so yeah. I'm just much happier eating just veggies and stuff. Cool. Yeah. I'm just curious. But potato salad is very good, too. Does something vegetal... Vegetal? Um, yeah, that's the right word. Yeah. Right? Does something vegetal or vegetarian-friendly give you the same oomph that fried chicken does? Not the same oomph, but like you know what I mean. No, not really. Sort of scratch that itch. Also, I, I like even when I was eating meat, fried chicken wasn't my go-to. Um, yeah, it's not mine. It's yeah, not mine. it's it takes too long. And to I'm not a vegetarian. And, yeah. Um, no. Um, I I get weird cravings like like once a year or no, I was gonna say like once every two years I'll be like fuck I could eat some fried chicken. Mm-hmm. Or like once every six months I'm like fuck I could go for a steak. Mm. Um, but no, there is no substitute for those things. The only thing, like I will mention, like fast food burgers. This is a paid advertisement by A and W. Um, but the A and W Beyond Meat Burger does scratch the same fast food burger. I've been itch. told because yeah. the thing about a fast food burger is like you like the meat is not part of it. You want yeah. you want <laughs> it's sort salt, of irrelevant. You want salt and like pickles and like grease ketchup of some kind and stuff and 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 i mean even like, like fast food burgers are bad meat anyway so that's not the point of it so the a and w beyond meat burger gives you like all of that like grease and pickles and mayo and all of that stuff uh so that actually is a really good substitute cool. for for when you're like oh shit i could go for mcdonald's hmm. good to know other than that no there's nothing that's if if it's like Oh man, I want a steak. Well, too bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So the town picnic. Uh, oh, Shuggy's potato salad. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. And yeah, she says like, "I made you chicken and potato salad." What the fuck were you doing in there? What like the she fuck? immediately turns on him. Like, how dare you not be racist? Yeah. Um, and then Captain Carter comes over and is like, "Well, aren't you looking great, Shuggy?" And like kisses her hand and, and this is the point dapper, where and she's like, "Oh, he's my role model." Like she loves yeah. this old racist. This dude. is also the point where you're like. Is her name Shuggy? Because like earlier she referred to herself as Shuggy, and we're like, oh, maybe that's just a pet name or something the, like that. Her but then, pet name for herself. But then Captain Carter, who like is pretty much a stranger, like she was shocked to see him drive up to they her house. They have a formal relationship, cause and he walks up and yeah. says Shuggy, and we're like, oh my god, is that her actual Christian her name? Christian name <laughs> Shuggy. Yikes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> terrible, like, terrible name. Because even if it's short for sugar, that's no better. No, if her parents named her Sugar, I mean, and you're not from like an Alan Moore comic book, <laughs> it it doesn't, it's not cool. I was <laughs> trying to think of where you could be saying it would be normal to have a name like Shuggy. And no, you're right, that Alan Moore is the correct. The only situation I see a character unironically being named Sugar, but even then it would kind of be ironic. Yeah, so he's like, 
buttering up Shuggy, but is also like, oh, it looks like you'll be moving out of town because you won't be able to afford living here because yeah, you you're going to lose law. your job, Leonard. Which is like, so th- this is just an unveiled threat. Yeah, fully just like, oh, I see you want me to throw this case or whatever. You are absolutely telling me that I will lose my job unless I just kowtow to exactly what you want. Yeah. So that's great. And Shuggy is just beside herself about that. She's like, well, we're not going anywhere. What? What? Like, oh, my God, Shuggy, calm down. Shuggy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he's talking. Oh, he's like, I'm going to take some of this chicken and bring it to Lila for lunch. And Shuggy can't handle that either. Yeah, she's like, you would bring my chicken to that one. Yeah. Like, I've never seen Shuggy so mad. Yeah. In all my 20 minutes of knowing her. Um. <laughs> and this is also the scene where, where she calls her something horrible and Sam's like, don't call her that. And she's like, you call her that all the time. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, and he says like, well, I, I don't anymore. I've or like changed. that was Yeah, I've changed and you will also not say that anymore. Yeah. Um, in my presence or anywhere else. Yeah. So... Yeah, good for him. And so he takes the chicken. Like, I'm going to go bring also, Lila what's gonna happen? Lunch. What's going to happen when Leonard leaps back in? It's like, whatever happened with that? I've thought about it. I've thought about that. But, like, I guess the argument would then be Swiss cheese memory. He kind of remembers that he's not racist anymore. <laughs> Sam has left some of his humanity in uh, Leonard. Let's hope. I don't know, man. Because um, if, he's, if he's the, like, just a, uh, what do you call it? Like, the people's attorney what do you call that yeah public defender public defender he's this is gonna keep coming up in a society where people well not necessarily because when we get to the end we have a reveal about that okay wait for that i don't know if i do i I probably will when you say it but we'll save it for then uh so he goes to see lila and uh asks her to tell him a bit more about her and houston Mm -hmm. and that's where she says that yeah like the first time was rape or, or she, she says something like would you call that rape and he's like yes yeah 100%. absolutely and i'm like well good good for you sam like it was pretty because she kind of said it like you know it's it's not that she was completely mm-hmm. like she wasn't sure if it was or not but he asserts that yeah. it was and she was 14 and now we know for sure that like there is unequivocally no way that you know having sex with someone with with well, whatever yeah I just thought it was good that there was no hesitation there yeah, when like, he's yeah. like, it was rape. Yeah. 100%. And she's like, well, maybe that first time, but after that, it wasn't. And it's like, well, still. it was, yeah. Uh, this is where I thought maybe Lila, I have two contenders for Dixie of the Week. Mm-hmm. I think it might be Lila because I thought she was an excellent actor, but it might be Sadie. It might be Sadie. Because <laughs> I, I think, I feel like the Dixie of the Week should be like, uh, an underutilized or, or like a smaller character like the star of the episode obviously is going to be a good actor yeah I yeah, want yeah. the Dixie to be somebody who's like in four scenes and blows it out of the park yeah I think it's I, yeah I think so. I do have to say that Lila was a great she was actor phenomenal, she, was yeah. very she was really good because and... um, uh, there was like a certain amount of time that she was just kind of like staring out the window Holding Almost a cigarette with like a smirk on her face, so like she knows, like she did. A, she knows she didn't do it. B, she knows what's going to happen to her. C, she knows that life is shit, and so she's just kind of like along for the ride. And that was really compelling to watch. Uh, my favorite part, my favorite line she has is when she 
he's like pressing her for information, Sam, and she starts shouting for the guard and the guard comes in and says like, I'm right here. You don't need to yell Mm because he was right outside the door. And she goes, I know exactly where you are. I know exactly where everyone is. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like it gave me chills even (laughs) just now saying it because I'm like, what a fucking good line for Mm -hmm. someone who knows, like you said, like she knows life is shit. She has this, yeah, this jaded view of the world which is accurate based on her experiences and like yeah yeah she was great she legitimately doesn't care that much whether she gets 20 years in prison or the death sentence or is set free i mean once she's set once she's set free she'd be happy about it but the entire time she's like doesn't matter well because she's experienced nothing but hardship her whole life right like even before they yeah she had a hard time before this horrible situation came up Mm -hmm. and continued to have a really hard life so yeah i don't blame her for the way she feels she finally breaks down though and starts crying like she like reveals something to sam and starts crying and she like goes into his arms and he hugs her and then the guard opens the door and is like oh leonard like it was fucking bow wasn't it was it bow or was it no you're right it was the garden yeah Yeah, sorry as in as if to say like oh you got seduced by her too because like they're painting her as a seductress who like deliberately tried to seduce Houston, which is wrong, of course. But um, this is twice now in the the last episode we watched technically was Thou Shalt Not. And there's a similar moment where he's hugging a woman and a man walks in and assumes it's something else. And I'm like, Sam's just got to stop hugging these ladies. Well, to be fair, it's not really appropriate necessarily for your lawyer to be yeah. hugging you. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, it, to me, it seems like he probably shouldn't have done that. I mean... She did kind of just walk into his yeah. chest and lean her head against his chest. But then he wrapped he, his arms around. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. I mean, he probably felt in that moment that it might be a little mean to be like, yeah, back off. Yeah. But whatever. Um, and we're back in the courtroom and Sam is late. We're sitting around waiting uh, for Sam to show up and the lawyer, uh, the judge is like, Lala, where's Leonard? And she's like, I don't know, judge classic courtroom scene of just like we're all waiting for somebody to show up and then he shows up and he's got like subpoenas and he's like i i i'm changing the game we're five minutes from the end of the episode let's finally wrap this shit up yeah yeah um he's calling to the stand sadie sadie Carter, carter and um Captain Carter gets up and is like, no, 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 there's no way that's going to happen. Absolutely not. And uh, he prepared for that. And like you said, he's got a subpoena ready. The reason he was so late is he actually went to Baton Rouge to get like a federal subpoena. Yeah. You okay? (laughs) (laughs) I was was trying to think if there was like, if I had a comment on that. Because again, my, my thought is like, usually you would call them. And then if they refused to show up, you'd go and like escalate it to like, subpoenaing them yeah but i mean i don't know i think he just anticipated, he probably, he anticipated resistance. that that uh captain carter would fight him so he went ahead and got it which makes sense which is why i was pausing and well and like you said there's only like five minutes left of the episode yeah. so really like let's just let's just yeah. get this going um <laughs> he uh and yeah so with shock from the crowd and uh a lot of 
upset from Captain Carter. He brings Sadie. Oh, Sadie comes in and she's like, why are you shouting to like Captain she's, Carter? She's like, I'm ready. What's the problem? And again, she's, she's in, in, her, in like, her Sunday best and carrying her little like lunchbox handbag. she's wearing like bright pink. She's just like, what's going on? Why are we all in court? Like, yeah. And Lila too, is like, she's not like, she's not. Like, she's a sick woman. Yeah, she's not okay. And Sam's like, nope, like, gotta do it, because you won't go up and tell the truth. Um, Oh, and I guess it's important to note that right before this, um, Sam met with Myrtle in the courtroom. We didn't talk about that, uh, because he thought he and Al have a conversation where he says, why would she, if she's innocent, why would she not, um, you know, take the oath and and tell the truth and um that's when i thought oh maybe myrtle did it because i thought who would she be trying to protect because sam comes to that conclusion too like unless she was protecting someone so then sam confronts myrtle and says like what's going on and uh she says that captain carter had made her swear on a bible that she would never talk about and that's why she's not she's refusing to testify is because she took an oath on a bible that she wouldn't talk about it. And then Sam reads uh, some passage from the Bible about how basically if if you are made to take an oath under duress or something like that, you're absolved from it. And the person who forced you to take the oath, he's the one who's really damned, that kind of thing, uh, which is a little on the nose. Uh, Bible, <laughs> could you, like, could have... the Bi- Like it says in uh, John 26, 32... Call Sadie to the stand. Yeah. Like, it's very specific. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> again, it's probably very specific um, New Testament or Old Testament law of, like, probably, like, yeah, probably at the time, a lot of people were forcing a lot of people to take oaths, and they just kind of had to slip something in there. Yeah. To be like, you guys, you should probably tell the truth in court. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that's, I suppose, where Sam learns the final reveal of who did it. Uh, Sadie was the murderer. Yeah, this is where she said, you know, Houston loved her so much, but he couldn't be with her, and that made him hate her. And she gave, she was giving Sadie, uh, she was giving Lila the money to leave and mm-hmm. start a new life. Uh, Houston came in and saw her with the money and and the suitcase and saw what was going to happen. So he started, uh, he assaulted Lila and was, you know, beating her and. And Sadie wanted him to stop, and he wouldn't. And she saw that he he was going to kill her, so she shot him. Yeah. And that makes sense as to why she's really kind of been in a yeah. fugue state since then, because she shot her son, which is horrible. And yeah, and and she says like I I love Lila. At the beginning, she was like, yeah, she's a sweet girl. She's never done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard what people say about her, and it's not true. Yeah. Um. And also, it, it explains why Lila would be willing to sacrifice an awful lot to protect her exactly like why she might have been willing to take 20 years mm-hmm. because a she's probably like the first person who ever treated her with kindness and we know that she treats myrtle with kindness because she was sitting out back earlier um plus she killed her son to protect lila you would like it's it's all like tightly constructed this little bit yeah and she's i think we can safely say the only person in town who is um willing to look at things objectively like without you know thinking like 
well, he's my son, so I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to slip a, like Captain Carter's pulling all the strings to make sure his family's safe. Um, everybody's sort of making excuses and but and she's the only racist. one. Oh yeah, yeah. But I mean even even Lila and Myrtle who mm-hmm. are like, "No, no, like this is the way it's going to be." Like they're willing to play into the lie. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sadie, maybe she's just incapable of lying at this point, but she she's just she's the only champion of the truth in yeah. this episode, completely unbiased, which is why she might be our Dixie. Mhm. And that's also like I'll also flag like we we get evidence that Sadie has like fully lost her mind in that she she talks she tells this whole story about how like um, Houston came home he started hitting her I wanted him to stop I was yelling at him to stop he wouldn't stop so I grabbed the shotgun and I fired and then she says the noise was so loud and then a couple of seconds later she says. Houston will tell you all about it when he gets home from hunting. So it's like, oh, she's A, she thinks that he's still alive. And B, she thinks that Lila is actually on trial for stealing the money. Yes, she says, Lila. So you see, I gave Lila the money. She didn't steal it. Houston can tell you this when he gets home from yeah. hunting. So she's. She's fully in a few Fabricated state. and. Fabricated? Fabricated an entire fiction yeah. that is easier to live with, which mm-hmm. is poignant and sad. Yeah. And then we end this we end this poignant, sad moment where um I you know, the Lila is acquitted or whatever, and we just cut to like a slow motion shot of Sadie sitting in the dock nodding. Yes, and, and meanwhile, it. everyone in the courtroom, by the way, is just fanning themselves harder yeah. throughout the whole story, which I just found kind of funny. Yeah, they're they're freaking out, but then it's just like <laughs> slowed down <laughs> nodding. And that's how we cut to um, our kind of wrap up. She's just giving us that, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it was very strange and off-putting. Um, yeah, we cut to the bus stop. Mm-hmm. Where um, Lila is waiting for the bus to take her to literally anywhere else. And Sam swings by to say goodbye to her. Yeah, and she's like a completely different person. Yeah, she's, she's happy. She's happy, smiling. She's talking a lot. She's just like, it was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, this is the only time, it, like like we were talking about her perspective before, where she's just like smoking, looking out of the window, and it's like her her neutral state is just like, the world sucks and it doesn't matter what happens to me. And for the first time, she's like excited about where her life can go and that life can actually be really good. And yeah. was, it was nice. It, she, was, it was nice. She offers to send Sam money uh, <laughs> after uh, once she's gotten wherever she's going to go and has gotten a go- job, she says she's going to start sending Sam money, and he says, "No, you don't have to pay me." Which I wondered if Leonard's going to be mad about that when but- he leaves back. He's like, "You know what? I never got paid." <laughs> the other thing is that um, he says, "Oh, it's it, it's okay. I was just offered like a big job in the city, mm. like some mm. some big firm in Baton Rouge." offered me a job which again when leonard shows up and like finds himself in a job that he's fully unqualified for and didn't earn what is gonna happen (laughs) they're gonna be like we especially love you know your passion for social justice and he's like what (laughs) that doesn't sound like me (laughs) i won't go back to my little town (laughs) oh dear yeah and uh, also uh, uh, um fuck um Lila asks, like, oh, what's Shuggy going to think about that? And he goes, oh, there's a, um, a country club in town, so I think she'll be just fine. It's like, oh, we're just going to shit on Shady. On, 
Shuggy. <laughs> shit on Shuggy. We're gonna shit on Shuggy just one last time before we close this oh, out. Who gives a fuck about Shuggy? <laughs> Shuggy's a, a piece of shit. Shuggy's rotten to the core. I don't care. Shuggy's? I'm leaving her. <laughs> don't tell Shuggy. <laughs> But then Sam, uh, again, Sam refuses to take payment for the service he did to Lila. And he says, you can pay me back in this one way. And he gives her a book and says, you can learn to read. (laughs) And, yeah. And to be fair, like, once she gets on the bus, she, like, waves out the window holding the book. And and she's like, I will learn how to read. So help me God. Yeah. Um... But I felt like that's a bit rude. Yeah, it's a fuck, bit rude man. to be like, you don't have to pay me. You just have to better yourself in this one yeah. specific way. You must learn to read. And she'd be like, fuck you. I've gotten by this far on my yeah, street fine. smarts. Like, God. And like he, he says, if you can read, you can do anything, which is objectively I not can true. can do anything. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, it's not true for sure. It's like, like, I, guess, I can read. Said, like I, you said. I can read and I can't do anything I want. Like You just have to put your mind to it, Lee. No, fuck off. I can't. They won't let me. No, you can do anything you want. <laughs> anything. No, Kristen, they won't let me. What do you want to do? I want to play Man of La Mancha on Broadway. We can make this happen. That was that was a, a teaser for the teaser. Yeah. Before, Before we get to the teaser, is there anything you want to plug? Sure. Or is there anything else you want to say to wrap up this episode? No. No. You know what? Um, let me just say, I I was I guess I I thought this was a good episode. I thought it it was it was it was good. I thought it was well done. Um, apart from the repeated, you know, racial slurs. Yeah, the repeated racial slurs, and again, I'll I'll say that. It's really hard to get like a satisfying mystery plot into a forty-six minute TV yes. show. This, this, in this case, it wasn't a matter of Sam like following clues and discovering the identity of the. It was just him like asking Lila, "Do you know who killed him?" And she said, "No." And going to Myrtle, "Do you know who killed him?" And she says, "No." And he goes back to Lila, "Do you know who killed him?" And he goes to the cop, and says, "Do you know who killed him?" And he goes back to Myrtle, and she says, "And says, do you know who killed him?" And she says, "Okay, yeah, finally, I'll tell you." And it's kind of like. As as far as mysteries go, it's unsatisfying. But as as a courtroom drama, it's fine. All right, sure. Um, I'll plug my bedtime ghost story podcast on a dark, cold night. What are you gonna plug? Um, my hilarious um pitch off project podcast where we pitch off project on projects. What? They pitch off projects on projects. Yep. Um, okay, so Sam leaps and <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I just saw something on my phone that I was like <laughs> Yep, that's the noise you made. <laughs> you know when people comment on Instagram and they're like, You're a star, send us your stuff here. Ugh. And I'm like, No one cares. You can't fool me. Um so he leaps and he's having makeup touch-ups done he's wearing like a fake mustache and a obvious wig and stuff and uh and uh he's clearly in a dressing room and Mm -hmm. and a guy comes in and is like you're on in a minute you've got 50 seconds and he's like freaking out which was kind of funny and the makeup person's like hang on i'm almost done i'm almost done anyway um and then he's about to go on stage and everybody's wearing sort of like medieval-esque looking Maybe Renaissance-ish looking yep. like blouses. And Sam and... is clutching a leather-bound book. Yes, and I'm like, he's playing Don Quixote. Correct. And... 
Well, to be fair, he's playing Cervantes. He's playing Cervantes? That's in... the framing device of the musical Man of La Mancha. I haven't actually seen it. Oh, it's... I've heard some of the music, okay. and I like I like uh, the music. Yeah, we talked about I've it last week good. about how it's one of those ones right. that I think like should be retired, but is also my favorite. <laughs> um, so the framing device of Man of La Mancha is that it, it, he, he, it is Cervantes, and then he puts on the story of Man of La Mancha. Oh, cool. Okay. So he's playing Cervantes. He's playing Cervantes, and then Cervantes plays Don Quixote. It's a play within a play. Oh, you learn something new every day. Oh, indeed. <laughs> um, so he's basically living out my recurring nightmare. <laughs> I have nightmares frequently about, you know, being about to go on stage and having no idea, mm-hmm. like, no recollection of rehearsing but needing to come out and do something i'm like oh that makes me so anxious my version of that nightmare is i i have nightmares of people saying like we're remounting that production of any get your gun you did in grade 12 you remember it right you're (laughs) on in five you know every time i have this nightmare um it's always jesus christ superstar Mm. and i'm always jesus (laughs) <gasps> what a lucky um and i always do okay yeah because i know it so well that i actually like go up and i'm pretty you're good like, at like you know woman you're fine or that's judas yeah, you're like i don't but, i don't i don't know the choreo but i can sing the songs yeah i'm like i know kind of most of the songs like like i do know it pretty well but you know how in dreams your brain doesn't quite work the same yeah. way it's not like you can suddenly rattle off jesus christ superstar but i still do well for myself yeah and people are just so taken by my charming personality that they're like they're okay with the fact that I mess up a lot. <laughs> so there so you go. even your like anxiety nightmares turn out fine. Well, I have much worse recurring nightmares. That's just one of my recurring. <laughs> I have really fraught sleeps. Um, anyway. Probably that's why On a Dark Cold Night exists. It is. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um. So what's, so what's going to happen? happen? <sighs> This is the beginning of Man of La Mancha. So what's going to happen? I bet he'll kind of remember Man of La Mancha, but like Al will be like, this is my favorite musical, Sam. It opens with this. And he'll like have to just replicate Al. Full all right. Yeah. <laughs> They're all like, oh, no. What's... They just drop the curtain. Like, why did you start singing full all right? <laughs> No, no. He'll like... Al will be like, I know this. I saw this production. <laughs> like, I directed this You production. are incredible. <laughs> and he'll just get up and start doing it. And, and Sam will have to just, yeah, echo what he's doing. Mirror mirror, do it. I hope that's the whole episode. I hope it's like real time. Like, That'd be great. He just like does Man real of time. It's, it's the they first... got the rights to Man of La Mancha. And it's the first two and a half hour episode of Quantum Leap. And we just do this whole thing in real time. <gasps> that's my prediction. <laughs> Only because I want it to be real so badly. It'll be my first time seeing Man of La Mancha. Well, what a way to see it. <laughs> uh, audience, do you think that uh, Kristen is right about how this episode is going to play out? Uh, tweet at us, at Kristen Leet. And until next time, oh boy, it's Kristen <laughs> it and It was Kristen Leet. and it was Oh boy, Leet. it shall have been Kristen and Leet. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>